Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Why do we worry? You ever really thought about digging down to the root of why? And the fact that worry starts so early in our lives, no one taught us how to do it. We're afraid of the dark. There's a boogeyman under our beds. We're afraid of what the bigger dog, because woof, that one looks, I don't know, that's unfamiliar. And then it starts on that kind of scale and it kind of increases as we go. So I kind of determined, at least in those circumstances, that worry has a, it is very connected to the unknown. Are we afraid of the dark at that age? Because we cannot fathom what's going on in places we cannot see. Right? And then as we get older, that just kind of emerges to a bigger scale. So it's almost like it's pretty appropriate to deem worry as just living in the land of what if. What if I don't get that job? What if I can't pay that bill? What if the car breaks down? What if such and such stops loving me? What if such and such dies? What if the pet... It's We can sing the never-ending song of what if and we will always be able to find a lyric and so it's almost like we should be living in the nature of or this having the posture of whatever occurs in our lives it's already been factored in it may be a surprise to you your best friend your auntie your uncle people at your job oh my goodness who would have known but they were so healthy and you never smoked and i don't understand she never showed any signs i didn't see that coming but you know who did hmm you know who did god and that should be the source of our peace that it may not be something that we factored in. We don't even know what's going to happen two and a half hours from this very moment, let alone what's going to happen in a future time, later days, months, years, what have you. So wouldn't it be wise to just rest and recline in the fact that I don't know, but I'm attached to the person who does. And God is so awesome that he's not really, he's a God of mystery, meaning we don't understand the ways. We don't understand why he takes us certain routes, why he allows certain things to happen. But it should be a recline in the fact that as long as I'm close to you, you're going to give me the real tea. You're going to keep me prepared, however that is, whether it's through circumstances, whether it's through hardships, whatever it is, you will keep me prepared. For crying out loud, before Jesus left, he said, listen, I'm leaving. It's better for me to go ahead and go. All right. Y'all don't have to come with me. Y'all can go anywhere, but I can't stay here. Okay. I need to go ahead and go so I can prepare a place for you. And in my father's house, there's many mansions. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't have said so. I mean, God low-key has been telling us, hey, I'm going to give you the preview to this dope movie I'm about to do in your life. 
you know, telling the Israelites, I'm going to go ahead and um, free y'all, and we're going to go to the land of milk and honey. Telling Abraham, listen, you're going to be a father of many nations. Telling, you know, letting Joseph see from the beginning, oh, you're going to be higher in command, and your brothers are going to serve you. He always gives us a preview, but for some reason, we let that little preview go, and we start looking at the reality of what we see. Let that sink in. Why is it that God will go through the trouble? He don't have to. But he lets you in on the inside scoop. Listen, I'm going to give you some tea about your life. It's going to be lit. I mean, what I'm about to do for you, you ain't going to have room for it. I have big plans for you. I mean, you can go all throughout the scripture and see how he keeps just silently and loudly saying, I got you and what I have for you. Ooh, wait till you see it. It's like a proud parent knowing what they got you for Christmas. And it's January. Like, <laughs> wait till December comes. O.M. Jizzle. Right? Parents are so excited. I mean, that's what really Christmas is as you become an adult. You become a mom, a godmom, a goddad, whatever. It really becomes about seeing the smiles and the satisfaction for what you work so hard to get that particular person, child, whomever. But that sit back on the couch watching somebody unravel something that you created and got just for them, knowing that they're going to love it. Isn't that excitement something that's just unexplainable? Now, could you imagine said person, whether it's a child, a spouse, or whomever, coming up to you in June and saying, you didn't forget about me, right? Because Christmas is coming in December. It's like, I know, I'm preparing all throughout the year to make sure that I put this money aside, that I go ahead and secure whatever this is for the sole purpose of making you happy because that makes me happy. And I think on a reduced scale, that's kind of like how it is with God. We're going to him and we're like, God, I really need a job. And I didn't see that situation coming and such and such left. And I thought they would never leave my side. And he's like, huh? Like, <laughs> wait till you see your Christmas present. All of this, whatever you're feeling right now, will no longer be. I mean, just think about it. If you really, really think about it, right now, this moment, you have outlived a previous worry. Something that made you cry, something that had you uneasy, something in your past that you just felt like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Guess what? It worked out, didn't it? And if it didn't work out the way that you planned, it worked out, didn't it? You either got some wisdom, a new perspective, you got something from the situation. And guess what? If you would have been able to talk to that person that was in that worry that time ago with the mindset of the person you are today, wouldn't you speak to that person different? Wouldn't you go ahead and grab her and say, uh-uh, girl, mm-mm, we're not crying no more over that. <laughs> like, real talk? Christmas is on the way. I know. I know. It's March. That's a long way to go. I get it. But Christmas always comes 
every year. I promise it's going to be on the 25th. Now, God doesn't go that deep of giving you a date. He doesn't go that deep in giving you a, a you can't expect it on set time, Eastern Standard Time. He doesn't go, you know, he doesn't go that hard. But he gives you enough to keep your palate to the point that if you really tapped into it, nothing would be able to distract you to start worrying. He literally told slaves who were in a condition that their boss was, you think your boss is outrageous? No, their boss was outrageous. You want us to make brick with no more straw? Which kind of feels like our workload now. Hmm? You say amen? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He literally told them, hey, guess what? Soon as I lead y'all out here, y'all going to be like instant millionaires, low-key. Land of milk and honey. <laughs> no one's ever had that from me. But I'm about to set something apart for you that's going to be, I mean, out of this world. Just follow me real quick. He didn't tell them when. He didn't tell them how. He didn't. It was just follow what I say, and I'm about to show you some real estate you've never had. Like y'all all about to be first home buyers. Like first time home buyers. Any of y'all? Raise your hand. Yeah, all of y'all. You get a house. You get a house. Okay, Oprah. OG. God. <laughs> but I mean, really think about that. He gives you enough to hold on to. And then reality tries to combat that. Boo. Sucky poo, right? And so that just comes to show trust can combat the fear. Faith demolishes it. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you went to class, I'm just going to give this example. Because we all had somebody in our class that's like, man, I would pay you to do my homework. So let's just make it an example. If you knew that someone was reliable, that um, they got good grades, they were teacher's pet, they knew their world, used, they never failed a test, always had their homework on time, every project early, like, wow, you really on it. And if you were struggling in that class and said person said, you know what? For the rest of the month, I got you. When I give my stuff in, I'm going to give your stuff in. That would really ease some of the fear for that particular class. It's like, okay, all right, you're going to give it in. Cool. I, I feel good about that. Faith is more along the lines of I'm not really depending on a certain way for it to come about. I just know that if God said it, it's already done. And a lot of us are living in the trust realm, but we just put it on the wrong person. Or on the wrong situation. So, you know, you trust that paycheck's going to come every two weeks, right? What if it don't? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's like Worryville, right? Yeah, trust is, okay, it's, it's going to come, so I'm going to budget, okay? It's going to come, I'm going to budget, okay? Faith is, if it comes or not, I'm going to be good. It's a different type of, you understand? It's a different type of posture with it, like, and if it don't, to be quite honest, pull in real quick, pull in. Um, 
That's the most dangerous person on earth to me. Yeah. The ammo of faith. Can you imagine walking around with the knowing that whatever happens, I'm good. It could be whatever, cuz. Like, really tap into that. You know, people always get, you know, we get our shoulders uh more pronounced and, you know, we got a certain swag in our walk when it's like, oh, my uncle owns this place. Or, you know, my daddy's a billionaire. Like, real talk? Your daddy's the creator of the world. He pretty much lets you know, hey, you're going to have some troubles, but guess what? It's all working out for the recipe that I'm making for your life, and watch what I do with it. I'm going to make your life so dope, Exodus 320. I'm going to make it so amazing, Jeremiah 29:11. I'm going to do something so extraordinary with your life that people are going to be looking like the only explanation is you must know God because it ain't no way. Such and such came from this particular, you came from this neighborhood with this education and you had a lot of setbacks and oh my goodness. And then now you hear mm, at the bottom, now I'm here, Bishop Drake, if you will. Okay. And so when you have that kind of posture that you walking around life with the not reckless, not I'm going to just do whatever because, you know, I'm covered. It is what it is. My, my daddy a cop, so, you know, if I get arrested, it's whatever. I'm getting out in 20 seconds with it. No, more so of a, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Like, you know, <laughs> tap in. Like, I'm not afraid. All right, but what's a goon to a goblin? You know, Bishop Wayne? Because that's the what I, you know, tap into from time to time. The gangster side of life. I'm from New York. You know, you already know. Stop. Okay. But seriously, it's to a point that, like, why you why are you walking with that kind of posture? Sit up, son. Put your shoulders back. Put your head up. Like, what you doing? You just got the ultimate promise for your life. Yes, you're going to walk through this maze called life. No, you're not going to get stuck. You may you know, find some parts a little bit more coarse than the others, okay, but the finish is promised. Just walk and walk boldly and walk proudly. And when you hear the whispers and the images, you see the things that are trying to make you worry, just be like, mm-mm. You know, treat it like a Girl Scout cookie, you know, no disrespect. Treat it like a solicitor. Like, you know what? I would, I can't, I can't subscribe to that. I just, I can't. And I switched it from the Girl Scout cookie because I already know some, some of you really, really, you would, you know, knuckle up for some Girl Scouts. So I'm going to go ahead and digress. My bad. Appreciation. Okay. However, the Scouts, I don't know, I would throw it up, but I don't know how to do it with my hand. But moving right along. But you see what I'm saying? Just kind of having a different posture. And I think that sometimes we are trying to fight the very thing that we have concluded in our minds. So I was thinking about when Jesus was at the bottom of the boat. And you know, it's storming, it's rocking. It's a, you know, I could just imagine the, like it just being real. Like going through a car wash with your windows down. Like this is scary. Okay, I don't, okay. And then you glance over at Jesus and you like, sir? How are you getting your premium sleep? Like, this is a memory foam situation, um, sir. 
And so when they woke him up, it was like, um, can you get up? We finna die, sir. Yeah, expire, sir. Can you do something about this? Literally, we finna die. So they literally woke Jesus up with the conclusion of what they thought in their mind. And so when he got up, he looked at them and he was like, I just, I can't. Why so little faith? Wins, be easy. Y'all doing too much. Calm down. And then everything just, and they were like, oh my, what matter of man is this that even the winds listen to them? But let's go ahead and rewind. Where did y'all get y'all was getting ready to die? Who concluded that that fast? I mean, did you really look at the winds and say, mm, yeah, that, that's enough to kill people. Okay. Oh, was the boat filling up? Couldn't be, because the Bible didn't say that Jesus was, you know, consumed with the water. And he was at the bottom of the boat, so it couldn't have been that bad. So why do we look at conclusions, or why do we look at situations and already concluded in our mind? Like, oh, whoo, you're going to lose the house. You're going to be homeless. You ain't never going to eat. Everybody's going to laugh at you because you pursued that. Like, everybody's going to laugh at you? Do you even know all the everybody's? Like, what group of everybody are you talking about? I don't, I'm not clear. Do they even know you on the other side of the other everybody's? On the west side, they don't know you. Everybody on the east side knows you too? No. Oh, everybody that you know? And how many people are there? Like, I mean, just really put it in perspective. Like, seriously. And so, what if you're trying to outmatch and beat that conclusion in your mind and that's the source of your worry you've already concluded and isn't that like most of us already concluding something and then going to God and saying hey this is gonna happen really (laughs) I don't I'm sorry how are you going to God with a concluded thought of what's going to happen with your life and God is the one that's orchestrating and allowing things or removing things how is that where did you get your concluding degree ma'am sir Hmm. What do I, what do you get off? I that when you think about it like that, you like, oh, I'm out of pocket. Absolutely. Because the circumstances can't devour you physically. It can only attempt to consume you mentally and emotionally. But please believe, circumstances don't have the power to outdo what God has already planned. I always hated the fact that when I read about Peter walking on water, that it says that he looked at the winds and the waves, and then he began to sink. Oh, my goodness. Listen to me. This is the only man recorded on earth, okay, in that time, outside of Jesus, to walk on water. Now, just let me set the let me set the stage for you. He comes off the boat with a human ability because we can do that. You know, we can get off a boat, we can climb off. He walks on water boldly as he's walking to Jesus and allows a circumstance to distract him. Catch that, please. 
He was able to do something non-human. God was able to put his super on his natural because he walked out on faith and then he sunk because of worry, because of a distraction. Then he puts his hand out to Jesus like, I'm sinking. Finna die, sir. <laughs> and what Jesus had to lean in like, why so little faith, though? Again, going to God with a conclusion. You think Jesus want to sit there and be like, ah, as he, you know, Titanic with it? You think Jesus would have been like, ah, you should have kept looking at me, sir. Do you really think that that's what Jesus would have done? And walk to the boat like, ah, well, Peter was a good man. Mm-hmm. Was going to even make, um, you know, him the cornerstone of my church and built my whole situation on him, but ah. He couldn't pay attention long enough. Oh, well. All right. Moving right along. Like, why do we do that? Why, why do we? I don't, like, I'm just stuck there for a minute. Why do we conclude to God, to what's going to happen from what we see? Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm walking on water. Wow. Okay, the water's on my ankles. Okay, it's at my knees. Okay, sir, drowning, finna die. Mm-hmm. Why that mindset? Mind-blowing. It's almost like the human body has a way of having an elevated response before something even happens. And I give you an example. Um, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying, the Bible says that he started to sweat blood. And he even acts like, whew. If there's another way, <laughs> Ooh, okay, um, if this cup can be taken from me, like if I, if there's any out, I would like to go ahead and redeem that right now. Um, yeah, I would like to swipe that card and just go ahead and re redeem my tokens at this point. Like, I don't want to do this. And when I read that, I read that differently. I was like, man, his body began to sweat blood because... Whatever is in the mind, the body will then follow. The mind was like, I don't want to do this. Rightfully so. Don't want to do this. It's just too much, right? And so the body followed behind that. Like, it, how intense does the worry have to be to sweat blood? Outrageous, right? Outrageous. And so... I wanted to kind of just conclude this telephone call with just reading what I like to call the worry chapter, which is Matthew 6. And from verse 31, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Or in these times, where will we work? Where will we live? What will we drive? 32, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Can we rest there? He already knows. That's like, a, that's why he don't let newborns talk immediately. It would sound a lot like, you know, you got to feed me every two hours, right? Like, wait, before you leave this hospital, real talk, we need to have a chat. Listen, I'm going to be hungry, right? And I, there's going to be some stuff in my diaper. May or may or may not make you queasy, 
But there's some need. I'm going to, listen, can you make sure that you're fulfilling those needs? We, we already know when we bringing them back to the hospital, that means zero amount of sleep, right? How many hours are you getting? Donuts, okay? Zeros. So God already knows. 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. What you need, ma'am, not what you want, sir. And if you really get right, you will start to align your life that all you're really asking for is what you need and it will become your want. You, I just need a job to supply for my family to make sure that we're good and that, you know, our needs are taken care of. Then that will become, that's all I want. As you get wiser and you experience and you walk through this thing called life, your wants start to become something completely different because it's wired around the simplistic, what do I need to make sure that we're good? Yes, he wants you to have great things. Yes, he wants you to live on a luxurious side if you're being wise with how you're doing so. But you don't need that car. You don't need that square footage in the house. You don't need that. You need your basic needs taken care of, and you need to make sure that you are following God's will for your life. That's what you need. Shall we clear that up? And then ending on 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Look how the Bible just dropped the mic on that. Mic drop, like, <laughs> I'm going to end it on this. And this is, the, you know, NLT, New Living Translation. I'm going to read it again. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Focus on what is happening now. Make sure your focal point is clearly on God. And understand he already knows. He's not shocked that that bill came through. And you know, then when we give our testimony, we're like, he's on time God, I'm telling you. And then, and suddenly, and but we all have our page, you know, turners. We all have our, and then, and it had to be God. Because then, I mean, I just walked, and then I found, and then we have these spectacular stories. But you know what? Spoiler alert, it was already written to happen that way. He already knew. He already knows. So we only have the mental and emotional capacity to fulfill what we need to be focused on for today. A lot of our worries are outside of that scope. We're thinking about next week. We're thinking about tomorrow. We're thinking about years from now. If you're like me, you already got a 10-year kind of projection out. Okay, let me see how that looks. Okay, what I need to do now kind of thing. And God is like, I just told you, as I might dropped on Matthew 6, 34, that today's shovel is enough for today. It's already full. Your plate for today is full. Please don't try to add tomorrow. Matter of fact, he knew us so well, he didn't say don't worry about the future. He just said don't worry about tomorrow because he knows how we operate. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Today. 
Can we just iron out the issues for today? Can we just lay before God the issues of today? Can we take off the huge kindergarten overpacked book bag of life and just rest it at God's feet today? Can we get brave enough not only to walk, get off the boat, but brave enough to continue to walk towards God? Can we not continue to let what we already saw in the winds and the waves? We've seen that before. That's not nothing new. Can we not let familiarity and similar situations and maybe things from the past and things that are competing with all things God, can we no longer allow that to cause us to go into worry, sink, or fear? Can we? Can we make that commitment? That worry will no longer be a part of our smorgasbord of feedings. We're not doing that anymore. We will no longer be served from the buffet of worry. On today's menu, we have, no thank you, gluten-free, worry-free. Thanks. Appreciate you for coming out, though, but you wasted your time. Can we have that kind of posture? Let's get to a point that we're like, you know what? God knew me well enough that he put in a Bible. Just focus on today, please. Because that's all you have the strength for. I bet you if you was to sit down people who were really in places of worry, really in places of stress, they're not worried. It's nothing about today. It's literally a projection of another day. And we're out of pocket. We're not wired to do that. So start with yourself. Share this conversation with other people. And I promise you, we'll start to smack worry around to the point that we like, hmm, where? <laughs> we don't feel that no more. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, that's not including today. Ah, sorry. Out of my jurisdiction, I can't do it. Mm-mm. I was only given enough energy, patience, and all things awesome for today. I can't start to tap into tomorrow. That That's sealed. Yeah, you got to go to God for that. I can't. I'm sorry. Right? Can we do that? So I pray that whatever you were supposed to get from this conversation that you got, whatever peace you were supposed to get from this conversation is received. I pray that you are overwhelmed with just peace and comfort in knowing I only have to focus on God as I'm walking out today. The other days are, he already knows I'm good. He already knows. And don't let anything, any circumstance, any wind or wave, any concluded thought in your mind override that because it's not the truth. If you need to go back and read Matthew 6 yourself, just to brush yourself up on, you know what, I remember, I'm going to remember this. If you need to write it down somewhere just to remind yourself, then go ahead and do that. But remember this conversation. He already knows. He already knows. Trust him. He's not known to lose. I mean, you know, I don't want to big him up, but he's kind of a big deal. He's kind of God, you know. G-O, the capital G, like, you know, G-O-D, you know. But, but all right. As my nanny says, I ain't going to hold you. I think you got what you needed. You know, let that go ahead and just do what it needs to do in your life and just change your entire perspective. And I cannot wait 
to hear how this has changed your walk through life today. But you be good. Oh, I feel like, you know what? I'm going to call you back. I am, because I feel like I got more to say about this. But let me go ahead and, um, yeah, I'm going to call you right back. <laughs> you know what that means. Later. <laughs>